Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast dedicated to the importance of creating your truth, realizing your own self-worth, loving who you are and the journey you're on, all while planning for the future, but still being present in the now. I'm your host, Kristen Martin. You may know me from my YouTube channel, where I post writing advice videos and day-in-the-life vlogs, or perhaps you've delved into my fictitious worlds by reading one of my young adult books, or maybe we're meeting for the first time. If the latter is the case, then hello and welcome. There's plenty of space here for everyone from all walks of life, whether you're lost and can't seem to find your way, or you think you're on the right path, or you're just starting out and have no idea where to begin. It's all about empowering yourself to be the kind of person you want to be and to pursue the lifestyle you want to live. So let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to That Smart Hustle podcast and welcome to episode 10. So just in case you don't follow me on social media or you're not subscribed to my monthly newsletter, which just went out today, it is Wednesday, August 16th. I had something really exciting happen to me on Monday evening, so just two days ago. And as it was happening, I started to get some podcast ideas, which is why I'm coming on here today to talk about this. But Monday evening, I actually hit the Amazon bestsellers list and I hit it internationally, so for the US and the UK. And that was for my Alpha Drive trilogy, which is so incredible because the Alpha Drive was my debut novel and this trilogy was my debut trilogy. And to make it onto the international Amazon bestsellers list, as especially as an indie author and a self-published author without the backing of a publishing house is just, it's surreal, it's unbelievable, it's amazing, it's it's really just, it's an indescribable feeling to know that all of your hard work and everything that you've put into your work and your writing and all of your hopes and dreams, just to see it all come to life and to see it all come to a reality. So that's just some really exciting news that I wanted to share with you guys, but I really wanted to open up more about about my own journey when I was getting ready to self-publish. And I had talked about this in some of my previous videos but I actually did originally want to go the traditional publishing route. And this was before I knew that self-publishing was actually a thing that, you know, you could really do. (laughs) I hadn't done that much research. And so, of course, as a writer, you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go the traditional publishing route, hopefully get a literary agent, have them shop my manuscript around to some of the different publishing houses, and then hopefully a publisher would sign me as an author. So the topic of today's podcast is treating rejection not as failure, but as an opportunity. And to understand that when you are rejected, it doesn't necessarily mean that you failed. It just means that maybe you need to change direction or that what you were expecting or the path you were expecting to be on maybe isn't exactly the right path that you are supposed to be on. So it's kind of the topic I want to talk about today. And I want to use my own journey as an example, because never in a million years did I think I would be sitting here able to say that I'm a best-selling author, especially as an indie author. Again, that is just an indescribable feeling, and it still feels very surreal. It, it feels weird to say it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel real to me yet. It's still sinking in. I think I'm still kind of in shock that it did happen, but I do want to say thank you so much to everyone who has supported me on my journey and who has bought my books, and just to all of my readers and fans and subscribers out there. Thank you guys so much, because without you, this would not have been possible, and I would not be able to experience this amazing feeling of having 
my dreams come true. I have wanted to be a best-selling author since I was six years old. And to actually have this come true, especially I'm 29 years old and I had a bunch of goals set for myself before I turned 30 and actually becoming a best-selling author was one of my really huge goals. But I had that more of as a lifetime goal, but I always thought to myself, wow, that would be really neat to do before I turned 30 years old. Like that would just be such a great, a great way to end my journey in my 20s. And here I am able to say it and it's all thanks to you guys. So again, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. And just know that my heart is so full and I am forever, forever grateful to all of you. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started into my journey with the Alpha Drive and the traditional publishing process and when I was querying agents. So the Alpha Drive was actually originally a new adult contemporary novel and it was loosely based on my experiences when I was a freshman in college at Arizona State University. So it actually took about three years to write that manuscript where the Alpha Drive was a new adult contemporary novel and I remember I had set it set it away you know I hadn't looked at it for probably five to six months maybe even eight months And then there was one day after I had finished reading the Legend series by Marie Lu and after watching the Matrix movies on TV, I just suddenly had this sort of epiphany or this idea that I actually wanted to turn the Alpha Drive into a young adult science fiction dystopian trilogy with a really large emphasis on alternate realities because that was kind of where the dystopian piece came in with Marie Lu's series and then the alternate reality piece that idea sparked from watching the Matrix movies. So I worked really, really hard, I mean, day and night, every single day, while I had a full-time job to get that manuscript to where I wanted it to be, where it would read as a young adult dystopian novel. And I had gone through and edited it, I had looked over it, I didn't have any beta readers for it in the beginning. Again, this was before I had an author platform, I did not have my YouTube channel yet, I didn't really have any presence on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or any other social media site. So this was really in the very, very beginning. And this was in 2014. So I went ahead and wrote my query letter and I decided that I was going to go ahead and query some agents. So I went online and I looked for some agents and I came up with a pretty good list of them. I came up with 20 agents, literary agents, that I wanted to query for my book, The Alpha Drive, to see if they would represent my work. And it was really nerve-wracking doing that because I did my research for each agent. I would find their website or articles or interviews that they had been mentioned or featured in, and I would make sure that my query letter wasn't a form query letter. I made sure that I was actually making it specific to the literary agent that I was querying because nothing is worse than getting a form letter or a form response. If you're going to take the time to write an email, then you need to make it personable. You need to personalize it and make it specific to the person that you're emailing. So I did that for all 20 of these agents. It took me about three and a half weeks of really consistent, solid work and research to get those query letters ready to go and sent out. But I sent them all out pretty much at the same time, which that's probably totally against protocol. And you're probably not supposed to do that. But I feel like A lot of authors aren't just going to send it to one literary agent because sometimes it can take them six to eight months to get back to you. So I just sent it to all 20 at the same time, whether that was right or wrong. I don't know. I was a newbie in the industry, so I was just doing my thing. I was like, well, the more people that see it, the better, and the more chance or opportunity I may have to work with a literary agent faster. So I sent my query letters to 20 different agents, and you want to know how many rejections I received. 
I received 18 rejections. That was just from my query letter. That was all I sent them because that's that's what their submission guidelines called for. So I didn't send a first chapter. I didn't send the synopsis, nothing like that. They didn't even get a sample of my writing. It was from the query letter. And I received a rejection, a form rejection letter from 18 of them. There were only two literary agents that came back to me and wanted to see a sample of my first chapter. One of them passed on me. So there we had 19 literary agents that rejected me. But then there was one who, after reading my sample chapter, started opening up the conversation and wanted to talk with me and kind of get to know more about me and my work. And so we were talking and I, I told her where I wanted the series to go and what my thoughts were for the Alpha Drive series and how I wanted it to be a trilogy. And she had some very different ideas as to where she thought the trilogy would go. And we had been talking and exchanging emails for about two months at that point. And finally, I just realized that she was not the right literary agent for me because she saw the Alpha Drive going in a completely different direction than where I wanted it to go. And so that was when I really decided to actually pass on her and her services and pass on the traditional publishing world, if you will. And I'm not saying that that agent offered me representation. She did not. I think that maybe we we could have gotten to that point had I changed my mind about where I wanted the Alpha Drive to go, but I didn't. I'm a little bullheaded. I'm, I'm stubborn and I knew where I wanted it to go. And I wanted to be in control of my story because I cared about it so much. And the direction that she wanted to take it was just, it was too different from where I wanted it to go. So all in all, I received rejections from 19 out of 20 literary agents, and I passed on the other literary agent, even though I was never offered representation. So we'll just go with the 19 rejections. And that was hard. That was, it was hurtful. It was painful. I started doubting myself. I was my own worst critic. I thought my query letter was really good. I had done my research. I had made it as personable as possible and really personalized it to the specific agent that I was talking to. And I had done a bunch of research on query letters to make sure that I was doing everything correctly. But apparently those agents did not connect with my story. They did not connect with me. And at the time that was really hurtful and it was hard for me. But I knew that I didn't want to give up. And I knew that my story really had something unique and special to it. And I knew that no matter what, I was going to get it out there. And that's when I really started looking into self-publishing. And the first website I went to, or the first resource I found for self-publishing was Jane Friedman. And this woman is absolutely incredible. She has so much knowledge. She's just such a leader in the self-publishing industry. And I found her website and I started reading all of her different blog posts and the different articles about self-publishing. I started taking my own notes and really really delving into that and really researching it to see if this was actually something that was doable and that could be done. I also realized at that point that I needed to really get my author platform rolling if this was something I was going to do. So before I even had a book published or really knew 100% when I was going to self-publish my book, I started a YouTube channel in March of 2015, and I didn't actually post my first YouTube video until August of 2015 because I had to get over the fear of just doubting myself and not feeling good enough and feeling like, well, who am I to make a YouTube channel with videos regarding writing advice, you know, when I don't even have a book published and especially if I don't have a publisher behind me. So there were a lot of doubts in my mind. I wasn't sure if it was really something I wanted to do. But I wanted to give it a shot because I felt like I had learned so much about the self-publishing industry 
and also about writing in general, that I wanted to share that knowledge with other people who maybe were receiving a lot of rejections like I had or who weren't having luck with the traditional publishing world. And in hindsight, that was the best decision that I have ever made in my whole entire life because I absolutely love making videos. I love creating content. I love helping people. I love inspiring people. It is, besides writing books, that is my other calling. I feel like I have two callings and two passions and two purposes. One of them is to write my stories and to get that message and and my stories out into the world. And then the other one is to help people and inspire them to go after their dreams and to show them that anything is possible if you truly want it enough. Anything is possible if you'll put the work in and the effort. And if it's truly your calling and your passion and your purpose and you put in the time and effort, it will happen for you. Your dreams will come true. So one of the major things I had to do on my self-publishing journey was I had to release a lot of expectations. And I really didn't master this until about six months ago because I felt like I was always expecting things. I was always expecting things of myself. I was expecting things out of certain situations and out of other people. I was expecting my path and my journey to look a certain way. And in the beginning, I was expecting my path and my journey to look like one where I had a literary agent for the Alpha Drive and a publishing house picked up that novel. And that was kind of the expectation I had when I had started querying literary agents. And hindsight is 2020 because now I look back at that whole experience and that whole journey and realize even though it was so hard at the time to receive 19 rejections, that all led me to where I am today, where I can sit here and say that as a self-published indie author, I am an Amazon best-selling author internationally. Again, that is such a crazy thing to say. I knew it was possible, but I guess in the time frame that it happened, because I've only been doing this for two years, it just happened really fast. And again, I wasn't expecting it to happen that fast. So I had released these expectations. Of course, I still wanted to be on a bestseller list and I wanted to be a bestselling author. But six months ago, I started to release these expectations and these pressures that I had put on myself. And over the past six months, it's really just made my writing journey and my publishing journey and this whole process just so much better for me. I feel so much lighter and happier and I'm just more motivated and inspired because I'm not, I'm not expecting too much. I'm not expecting things from other people, from myself, or from certain situations. So releasing expectations has been a huge part of my journey, and I really do believe it's a huge part in what got me where I am today. That along with gratitude, I feel like those are the two things that have really kind of shaped shaped my whole journey, shaped me into the person I am, the kind of business I want to run, the kind of books I want to write. And so I think to myself now, if I hadn't been rejected by those 19 literary agents, and I just want to say thank you to those 19 literary agents who did reject me. Thank you, because without that, I would not have pushed and persevered to be in the situation I'm in today. I wouldn't have gone and researched anything about self-publishing had I gotten a literary agent, because I wouldn't have needed to. And I could be sitting here in a completely different situation. Now, maybe that situation could be better than the one I'm currently in, but I'm going to tell you right now, the one I'm currently in feels pretty darn good. I'm a really big believer in that everything happens for a reason. And if you can view rejection as just a need for you to change direction instead of a failure, 
I feel like you'll be so much better off in your journey. And also if you can learn to release the expectations and the pressures that you're putting on yourself or that you have of yourself, if you can learn to do that, and I don't mean just just saying that you're going to do it, but really doing it and feeling that extra weight kind of lift off your shoulders where your journey and your writing, it just becomes fun and effortless and something that you truly look forward to doing every day and you're not stressing out about the outcome, I feel like that's where you're going to see success and that is where you're going to see your dreams come true. And so I want to end this podcast episode with a quote I've been reading, Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. And there was something I read earlier today, one of the quotes from her book that really just inspired me and I feel like it sums up this podcast episode really well. And that quote is, keep following what lights you up without being attached to the outcome. Because if you're attached to the outcome, then you're attached to either success or failure. We have to become unattached and release our expectations. And then and only then will our dreams become a reality. So that is all I have for you guys today for this podcast episode 10. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, it would help me out so much if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. There is a Kindle price promotion going on for my best-selling series, The Alpha Drive, where you can get all three eBooks for just $6 on the Kindle store. It's valid for the US and the UK only, but it ends on Monday, August 21st, so make sure you go check that out and take advantage of that price promotion before it ends. And you actually do not need a physical Kindle to participate. You can download the Kindle app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can log in with your Amazon ID download the books, and then you can start reading them. Also, a quick reminder that there are still spots available for my Hustle Smarter, Not Harder webinar series. You can sign up for it at thatsmarthustle.com. And if you do sign up before August 31st, then you will be in the running to win one of three autographed arcs of Shadow Crown, which is my new dark fantasy book that is coming out on October 3rd this year. And even if you do not win an arc of Shadow Crown, I'm actually going to be sending all registrants a $10 off coupon code for an autographed paperback copy of Shadow Crown when it does come out on October 3rd. And this is really to show my appreciation for everyone who has supported me in this webinar series and my business ventures. I really just want to show my appreciation because it really means a lot to me that you guys are being so supportive. And because that webinar series has received so much support, I will be donating a percentage of the proceeds to a charity in the very near future. Okay, that's all that I have for you guys today. Again, I really hope that you enjoyed it and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.